0: Are you
1: ready? It's time for the Hammered Sports Podcast. You heard it. It is time for the Hammered Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Gray, here with my co-host, Tom Abbey. Hello, everyone. Off and running Wednesday night here. Coming off a nice week, Tom, right?
0: Yeah, we had a good start to the college football season. Um... A lot of upsets everywhere. We were able to keep ourselves mostly clean.
1: Yeah, five and two, if you include our consensus picks. Uh, Indiana got steamrolled. We were off the mark on that one. What are you going to say? right.
0: We have multiple pick sixes in the first half. Don't really help.
1: Yeah. And uh, I missed on uh, Louisiana Lafayette. I thought that they would play. Texas a little tougher, Um, Texas outperformed what I thought they would, so uh, good on them and and, uh, Steve Sarkeesian getting the win in his uh, opening game with the Longhorns, so uh, let's not waste any time, let's talk about what we're going to have on the agenda tonight.
0: All football, Uh, we're going to start with a little bit of week one, kind of what teams stood out to us, what stood out in general, Uh, we're going to talk about our week two picks for college football, briefly talk on some of the bigger games. We're going to talk about our season awards, uh, what bets we're making for NFL season awards, and then some NFL week one picks.
1: All right. Uh, Let's jump right in. Uh, Let's review what happened in week one of college football that really stood out. Uh, First thing to me, obviously, was the defensive battle uh, between Georgia and Clemson, Uh, two teams that really beat the crap out of each other.
0: Yeah, they really did. Uh, it's one of those things that's going to be tough to gauge on that game. You're going to have to see him play other competition. Yeah. Um, both defenses were fast and vicious at the line of scrimmage.
1: The only touchdown in the game scored on a pick six.
0: Yes, and just crazy.
1: Yeah. So uh, two really good football teams, and I don't think Clemson should hang their head over that loss by any stretch. Um, it, it will get better for them. Yeah. I am certain of that. So. Um, we'll see how, how they respond to the loss. The schedule plays out favorably for them the rest of the season. So a uh, one-loss Clemson team to a Georgia team that's going to be very good as well uh, still is very much alive for the playoffs.
0: Yeah, especially with the rest of the ACC looking like they did over the weekend. You had yeah. North Carolina losing to Virginia Tech. In, Which um, was nice. A, yeah, just a game that they did not look really in, in it at all. Yeah. Um, you had Miami getting just lambasted by Alabama right um so a lot of the other bigger schools coming into the season for the ACC did not put their best foot forward so
1: yeah lots of uh lots of opportunities still on the table for Clemson and uh Georgia their defense looked the part uh, offensively yes. they, did, they didn't look great but uh they did enough to win the game so
0: yeah they'll, they'll need to pick up the pace a little bit as they get into the meat of that SEC schedule no question about it um
1: You know, and your Irish pulled one out against Florida State.
0: Just a crazy game to watch. Um, It looked like they were going to run away with it for a little bit in the third quarter.
1: I thought Um, I had a really good bet when I had Notre Dame minus 7. They went up 38-20. I felt like I was in a really good place. And then Florida State comes storming back, and all credit to them. Uh, They they did not hang their heads and give up. They fought back and uh, managed to take that game to overtime.
0: Yeah, you could see Florida State's – Playmakers, which you haven't seen over the last few years, you, we know they have athletes. Yeah, um, but it was nice to see them actually make plays, uh, both offense and defense. I think the defensive side held them in it, and that when they got down that thirty-eight twenty, it could have really gotten bad. But yeah, the defense held firm and made some plays, and they made some plays early that that kept it close in the first half. Even what
1: other games stood out to you this week?
0: I think Washington losing uh, to Montana was a big surprise. I think um, a lot of us think Washington's a good football team, and you know, they have Rose Bowl aspirations, if not college playoff. But uh, yeah, well, they got to go back to the drawing board as they got a big one coming up.
1: Yeah, and uh, Michigan had a nice win. Ohio State in a dogfight with Minnesota. Yeah, pulled um, away, yeah. They pulled away late, win by 14. Uh, looked like <laughs> CJ Stroud figured it out as the game went on. Um, played some great football down the stretch of that game. So I think they're going to be just fine up in Columbus. So.
0: Oklahoma struggling a little bit with Tulane, but yeah, getting the job done.
1: There were uh, there were plenty of teams that uh, were big dogs that fought in these games. So yes. uh, made for a very fun week one and week two's got some good games ahead too. Um, what do you see coming up this week that you're excited most about?
0: Yeah, so some of the big games we, we already talked on Oregon versus Ohio State, a um, really interesting game early on.
1: Uh, Oregon did not play great. Um, no. But they were, they were playing a, a solid football team in Fresno State. Uh, not a great football team by any stretch. Sure. And they should have won the game more comfortably than they did. Uh, they're going to need to iron out some issues if they're going to want to hang with Ohio State this weekend.
0: Yeah, it should be very interesting to see, I think, Oregon, the way they play, um, if they play to their level, will we'll keep them in this game. Um seems like Thibodeau is up in the air if he's going to play right Yeah, that's a
1: big question mark.
0: So uh, that obviously hurts them on the defensive side.
1: Even if he does go, is he going to be 100%? You know, sure. That's, that's going to be a major issue. Um, the pressure that he can, the havoc that he can wreak in the backfield uh, yeah. can, can make a big difference in a game like this. Um, Iowa, Iowa State, um, we saw what Iowa did to, uh, to Indiana, Indiana last Indiana, week. Yeah. Um, Iowa State struggled again in their season opener. Mm-hmm. Uh, but is that indicative of the type of team that they have? I don't know. Um, it'll be fun to get a better gauge on who these teams really are this week.
0: Yeah, that should be a fun one. Um, they don't really like each other very much either. So
1: yeah, and then you've got Washington uh, taking on Michigan. Uh, like we said, Michigan looked good. Washington gets upset in Week One. Um, is this going to be a bounce back for Washington, or is Michigan uh, going to be uh, a stronger team this year? You know, it, it's uh, it's tough to see. And then, of course, the Holy War is always fun yes, Utah and BYU
0: should be a fun game.
1: So uh, without any further ado, let's talk about our picks in college football this week, Tom.
0: Let's do that. Uh, My first one, get us started off here. Um, I'm going to go with one of the teams we talked about that looked good um, this last week, and I'm going to take Texas minus seven at Arkansas. Um, It was at six and a half. uh, Now it's at seven. So I may, you know, Take a look at it, see what you can get it at. If it goes up any any higher, you know, start getting to 8.5, uh, you may want to bail. But um, Arkansas is much better than they've been um, recently, but Texas just looks like they have it all figured out. Um, the new coach, everything went well in their first game against a very good team. Um, so give me the minus 7 at Arkansas.
1: All right. Um, my first selection, I am going to take Texas A&M minus 17 at Colorado i think colorado is still you know kind of in in a bit of uh they were overrated a bit last year with a with a good start um yeah i I think this texas a&m team is very good and i think they'll show that this week after knocking the rust off last weekend so give me the aggies to go into boulder and uh it's actually in denver at empower field so um I, i like the aggies to uh you know give a little thumping to the the buffaloes here
0: I'm going to go with everyone's favorite next and under the old underplay. Yeah. Uh, late night Oregon State hosting Hawaii. Um, it's a 64 point over under. I'm going to take the under on this. Oregon State does not really lay it on people. Hawaii. Um, I'm not ai don't buy it. I don't buy yeah. that they're very good. I see this game being, you know, 31-17, something yeah. like that where Oregon State gets a comfortable lead and just runs the ball and and takes care of business. Um, I'm not the
1: biggest fan of Oregon State's quarterback. You know, Hawaii is playing at a much slower pace than they used to play at. So I can see why you would look at the under here.
0: Yeah, I think the under makes the most sense. I'm not touching that spread.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, My second pick of the week, I am going to take Washington plus seven and a half at Michigan. I think that this is a case of uh, teams being uh, over-adjusted based on week one. And Washington... Last week, you'd be looking at maybe plus one, plus two, the look-ahead line, and now uh, I'm getting seven and a half with the Huskies against Michigan, who played well against Western Michigan, but the competition of the MAC is not a Pac-12 power like Washington. Uh, Now, is what we saw from Washington just a sleepwalking performance looking ahead to this Michigan game? Uh, Potentially. We'll see. Uh, I just think the matchup plays well for Washington, particularly getting seven and a half points. Uh, Harbaugh and his crew tend to squash opponents that they can squash. Yeah. So, you know, I don't necessarily buy into the the strength of that victory. Um, That margin doesn't mean as much to me. And uh, I think Washington will play them tough. And I think they can stay within a touchdown if they don't win the game on the field.
0: That's going to be an interesting game to see if Washington is what they are, I guess. Right. Um, Then I'm going to go with Iowa versus Iowa state. I'm taking the points. Iowa looked very good on defense against Indiana. Indiana's offense last year was downright explosive. um, And they were held to what? Six points. Yeah. Uh, A couple pick sixes. They just harassed them and really dominated up front. Most of the game um, on both sides of the ball and iowa state they they played down in the beginning of the year it seems to be a thing yeah um i expect it to be a close game
1: and they've struggled with iowa historically they can't beat them
0: the problem with iowa state versus iowa is iowa always seems to have the advantage up front iowa state has these skill players but if you're not holding your own at the line of scrimmage it doesn't really seem to matter so give me the four and a half this was actually one i considered for my money line play but we we kicked that to the nfl side
1: yeah so uh my play of the week um It's probably my favorite based on the situation um and the fact that i think one team is undervalued here Uh, i'm going to take uab plus 24 and a half against georgia georgia coming off a a super all-in effort in week one against clemson while uab coasted to a 31 nothing victory against jacksonville state uh uab's got a quarterback that was very efficient in johnston 17 of 21 um you know, pass for nearly 300 yards and three touchdowns. I think this team has some weapons. I think that potentially the, that they'll be neutralized by Georgia's front line uh, on defense, which is very strong. I understand the danger in this type of game. Sure, But I also just think that Georgia is going to need to, you know, kind of relax a little this week after a very tough physical Rock 'em, sock 'em type of game against Clemson last week that they had to play down to the wire. So I'm going to take the 24 and a half points here, thinking that UAB might be able to sneak in the back door even if Georgia gets a comfortable lead early. Quite frankly, if Georgia gets up 31. I don't see them really pushing the pace, really running out their best players. You know, no. guys are going to need a rest. You know, this is I, this is just a situational play, quite frankly. And and Georgia's offense didn't look stellar by any stretch. So yeah, if Georgia uh,
0: wins by twenty or by thirty, what do they care?
1: They don't. Right. They don't. This is this is move on, get rested up, get ready for some SEC opponents. Not that South Carolina is a power, but that's who they have the next week. It's an right. SEC game. So um, I'll t- I'll take the uh, the Blazers.
0: Next, we have our NFL Season Award. So we decided to pick two um, a piece of, could be anything, Rookie of the Year, MVP, Coach of the Year, Comeback Player of the Year, pretty much anything you can think of for a season-long NFL award.
1: Yeah, I'll jump right in uh, with my first um, NFL Season Award selection here, and I'm going to go NFL Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, my choice for NFL Defensive Player of the Year is Chase Young at plus 1,000. I think that you're getting good value here on Chase Young at plus 1,000. I think that he has all the tools. Uh, He has other good players up front on that Washington defense. I think that focusing on him is going to be difficult for teams because the other players will make it difficult. So, you know, I I just think that plus 1,000 – this guy has the potential for 17, 18 sacks. Yeah, you know he's athletic. He can pick off the ball and take it back. You know, dropping into coverage, he he has the ability to do all of those things. Uh, don't be surprised if he has strip sacks and and recovers them for touchdowns. You know, this is a guy that I think presents the same kind of opportunity a TJ Watt does or a JJ sure. Watt did historically um reminds me very much of those type of guys so uh his value at plus a thousand is why i went with him at plus a thousand
0: i like that price for him that's awesome yeah i went defensive defensive rookie of the year for my first one micah parsons getting plus 550 Uh, if you look back at the draft the the top end pass rushers usually have a really good shot at this there really wasn't any that stood out yeah as as a top end there was no Chase Young basically in this draft right um Maybe you have a corner or two that were good. I don't see any making the, the huge impact you have to make. From, from a corner to win this award, you have to get a bunch of picks, maybe even a pick six or two that stands out in people's mind in a big game. So that gives me to Micah Parson, who's going to be on the Cowboys. He's going to be on a lot of big games starting tomorrow night. You're going to see him make plays all over the field. He's going to run. He's going to have a chance to lead the NFL in tackles in his first season. Um, plus 550. Not a huge value like plus one thousand, but a solid value for a guy who I think should be the front runner for this award going into the year. I
1: think he has a great chance. Absolutely. Uh, my next selection is NFL rushing leader. Um, I am going to go with Jonathan Taylor at plus twelve hundred to be the NFL NFL rushing leader. I think that that price is an, a big overlay for a guy who is going to be the workhorse in this offense now. I expect them to run the ball more than they did last year. I expect this offensive line to be dominant once all the pieces are in place. And I think that Carson Wentz works well in a play action power run style. Um, Phillip Rivers last year, you know, he was uh, looking to throw the ball quite frequently. Uh, I, I, just think that they go more back to a ground and pound style here, trust Jonathan Taylor and his ability to be that, that one to carry the workload each week. And I think he has a great chance at leading the NFL in rushing this year.
0: I saw something about Jonathan Taylor the other day where the Colts really worked him in slowly in the first half of the season, but then like the last six games of the year, he was like the second leading rusher in the NFL. Um, so it's definitely you, – you see the template there. If he keeps yeah. that up all season long, you're, you're where you need to be. So, again, plus 1,200, nice value. Yeah, uh, I'm going for MVP. I'm going right for the biggest award. I'm taking Lamar Jackson at plus 1,400. Um, this is a guy who a couple of years ago did this. He was the MVP. Um, come back to this year, he's going to have to do a lot of this I'm on his own on this team. Dobbins is out. You're going to have Gus Edwards. There's no more Mark Ingram. So you're going to see more rushing from Lamar, and you're going to have to see more passing from Lamar. And
1: quite frankly, there are, there are more weapons available yes. to him now.
0: 100 more more weapons on the offensive side. Um, they just you know reup Mark Andrews' contract, so you know you, you definitely can see them making sure he's a big part of that. Um, there's other guys that have shorter odds that are probably a better choice. You know Mahomes and Rogers and Brady, but at 1400 to get a guy. Um, who has a clear, again, a clear path to this. Absolutely.
1: Um, So that's it for our season-long predictions. I like those plays, though. I think we've got some nice angles here uh, and opportunities for uh, big cash out at the end of the year. Uh, Let's move right into – it's going to be a a tidy, uh, efficient episode tonight, guys. All football. Yeah.
0: It's all football this week.
1: Um, Let's move right into our NFL picks this week. And uh, I'm not afraid to, to jump right in. Uh, I'm going to go with a team that I don't think a lot of people are going to bet on. And I'm going to take the Houston Texans plus three over the Jacksonville Jaguars. You have Trevor Lawrence making his first career start uh, at Houston. Everybody is writing off the Texans at this point in the season. The guys in that room are still professionals that are going to try hard. Um, they don't quit on the season in week one. Uh, Terod Taylor has been around for a long time. He, uh, is efficient. He tends not to make many mistakes. I think that that style of football will give them a chance to beat Jacksonville on the field. And I expect Lawrence to make some mistakes as a rookie. That's yeah. just what happens typically. So, uh, I, I really like the Texans in this spot. Plus three.
0: I like it too. And one of the things I think people are kind of glossing over, the Jaguars rest of their offense besides Lawrence Lawrence is he's good he's a great prospect he's a rookie he's gonna have some things to learn um but when you look around does, does that offense scare you
1: not yet there's a lot you know, of young guys of young that are guys? still developing
0: ATN's gonna be out right yeah he's, he's done playing. for the year uh, what
1: James Robinson's a nice running back.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, DJ Shark is a is a solid receiver. Laviska Chenault has some some tools, None but of these, these are all guys, scare you. right? Right. These are not guys that are uh, top of the league type talents at no. this point.
0: No, it, and it, it doesn't. They're going to have a lot of struggles. I think that may get pinned on Lawrence that are just part of this offense not being as good yeah. as as you want it to be for a young quarterback. So I like that pick. Um, I'm going to go. Um, against another young quarterback. Uh, I'm taking the Minnesota Vikings minus three at the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, what do we talk about in the offseason leading up to the draft? Bengals got to do something about that O-line. Bengals got to do something about that O-line. They didn't do anything. They're literally running back the same five jabronis that got Burrow's knee shattered in seven places. Um, you throw that in the combination of the Bengals' defense isn't very good either. Uh, Minnesota's offense... You have Thielen, you have Jefferson, you have Delvin Cook, you have a very underrated Kirk Cousins. Um, give me Minnesota, especially early in the season. I think Burrow's going to be tentative. Uh, he looked that way in preseason. He, he looked like he wasn't sure where to go with the ball, so he was just kind of throwing it away a lot because he didn't want to take the hits. Give me Minnesota. Even though I don't like Minnesota long-term for the season, I think in this opening game, their offense is going to be too much. I don't think Cincinnati can score to keep up.
1: All right. I tend to agree with you on that selection. Uh, I'm going to go with another one that maybe isn't super popular right now, but I'm going to take the Washington football team and a pick em against the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, you've got uh, the Chargers coming east to play against Washington. You've got Chase Young and that defense looking to get after Herbert throughout the course of the game. You have – uh, Austin Eckler missed practice today. He was a, a non-participant with a hamstring injury. This is a, a situation now where you make that team one-dimensional against yeah. a pass rush like that, and uh, I think Fitzpatrick and, and crew on the offense can do enough against that Chargers defense. Uh, I really like the Washington football team to get a win in week one at home.
0: Well, another thing going for you here is the, you know the, the old West Coast team, one o'clock East Coast start. Yeah um you know there it sounds silly but there's really something to that it, yeah it happens so many times it's got to be something uh my next pick i am going with a home favorite here with the tennessee titans minus three hosting the arizona cardinals again a lot of a lot of people love the cardinals that's fine uh what do they not do well they don't stop the run and they don't cover tight ends what does the tennessee like to do they like to run the ball and throw to their tight ends. Yeah. So if I yeah. can get the Titans at home, short dog against a team that doesn't do the things that Short they well, favorite, yeah. Short favorite, yeah. There, there's things that, that Arizona can exploit. I think Arizona can throw the ball on Tennessee. Um, Tennessee's defense isn't as good as it was a year ago or even two years ago. Um, but I still like Tennessee at home to run the ball well. Tannehill's shown that in this creative offense, he can make plays. And now you add Brown, or you add Julio Jones with A.J. Brown. Um, I like the Titans minus three at home.
1: All right. I am going to go with a short road favorite. I am going to take the Denver Broncos minus three at the New York Giants. I think that Teddy Bridgewater offers an opportunity for this team to be competitive early on. He doesn't make big mistakes, and he's efficient with the football. The Broncos will run the ball well. Uh, They have a a stable of running backs there, Melvin Gordon, uh, Javante Williams. Uh, I think that they will uh, do those things very well, and I like their defense. The Giants uh, are turnover-prone, and... I don't. Yeah. I don't really see them winning this football game. I think the Broncos are better than than uh, the Giants overall. I think they're slightly undervalued. I think the Giants are being slightly overvalued. Hence, this line only being minus three, and I like the Broncos to win the game, maybe by double digits.
0: Yeah, I like this one too. When you said, uh, mentioned that you're thinking about this one, um, I'm just not a fan of the Giants at all this season. And Denver's problem last year was the ups and downs of Drew Locke. One week, he'd play well, and they blow someone out, and you'd be like, wow, this Denver team might be on its way. The next week, he turns the ball over a bunch, and they get beat up. So if you replace that with some steady Eddie playing from Teddy Bridgewater, you're going to beat bad teams, and you're going to compete against good teams. You might not be able to win all those games against some of the better teams, but you're going to beat up on some of these bottom of the NFL teams, and that's what you got in the Giants. Yeah. So my next one, uh, um, this is where I'm throwing in my money line shot here on Indy. At home, hosting Seattle, you know, a 1 o'clock start in the uh, central time zone of Indianapolis. But we have, the Colts are plus 2.5. I'm getting them at plus 130 for the money line. Wentz is back. He's going to be healthy, ready to go. This Colts team, you know, like like Kevin was saying when he's picking Jonathan Taylor, they're going to run the ball at you. They're going to run the ball at you over and over again. Seattle's defense, if you've ever watched a, a Seattle's 49ers game, they can be run on. They can be run on and they can be pushed around now. So give me Indy at home. They're going to have a full crowd there. It's going to be crazy. I like the, the Wentz edition. isn't really – it's not as big as a Matt Stafford edition in, in L.A. because I don't think you're going up that much. But it's still enough. He's much more athletic than Phillip Rivers. they are going to be able to be a lot more creative. And his relationship with Frank Reich previously, I think, short-circuits a lot of that learning curve. These guys yeah. know each other so well already – um, so give me Indy plus 130 to pull out a minor upset at home.
1: All right. In my money line Play of the Week, uh, I'm going to go to Monday Night Football, and I'm going to take the New Orleans Saints to beat the Green Bay Packers. I am high on the Green Bay Packers this year. Uh, however, they are going to be without Bakhtiari uh, early in the season. Um, they have issues uh, as far as on the defensive side of the ball that concern me. I think that Jameis Winston... Uh, will what better time to play him than week one um, when his confidence is sky high? I think that this is a, a situation where the Saints will surprise They're, it's going to be played on the road or on the road for both teams in Jacksonville. Yeah. Um, I, I think that that's familiar territory for the Saints. you know they, they've uh, certainly played their share of games there and uh, I, I just I really like this spot for New Orleans with Green Bay having to travel down there to Jacksonville, play the Saints team that you're not entirely sure what the offense is going to look like. Um, I think that some of the weapons uh, on the outside for the Saints are being undervalued here, and I think their defense is going to be much better than people expect. So give me the Saints in this situation, plus 170.
0: A lot of people talk about that stretch where Breeze was hurt last year and Taysom Hill filled in and he did, you know, they're what, 3-1?
1: 8-1 total over the last uh, two years uh, when uh, Breeze missed games.
0: What they don't talk about is how well that defense played during those stretches. Yeah. This defense, when healthy, is a lot better than the uh, old Saints defense where they're winning games 49-42. Right. Um, That secondary is fast. They make a lot of plays. Marshawn Lattimore is one of the top three corners in the football, so – Pretty good.
1: All right, Tom. Let's talk about our consensus play of the consensus
0: week. Consensus play of the week is a fun one.
1: We're not going to have to wait long. It's <laughs> no. tomorrow night. Yes. We have the Dallas Cowboys plus nine and a half against Tampa, and this is a situation where we're both a little higher on Dallas than the market. Yes. Uh, the concern about Zach Martin being out, I understand. Sure. Um, you know he's he's an integral piece to what they do up front. But you have a, an excited Cowboys team with Dak Prescott back, loaded with weapons, and uh, Zeke Elliott has to feel completely rejuvenated with this group. Um, pair that with Tampa being overvalued as the Super Bowl champion. It happens, guys. They, they you know, they're likely to win um, the game, but... By nine and a half, I don't know. This is a team that won by eight in the playoffs against Washington uh, with who at quarterback? T- Taylor Heineke, yes. And uh, they were in deep water against Green Bay uh, when Green Bay decided to kick a field goal uh, for some reason uh, late in the game. Uh, so they end up winning by five, and they won by ten against the Saints. Um, you know, a team that they had been beaten by earlier in the season. So. For me, I just don't think that Tampa is as dominant as other people see it. The offensive line was a sieve in the Super Bowl, and things just went sideways for Kansas City. Yeah. So when everyone's basing their, their wagers on the way that Tampa performed in the Super Bowl, it is certainly going to overvalue them, and I think that's making this point spread a little too large.
0: Yeah, I think Dallas is poised for a big rebound year. We've talked about it on here a couple of times if uh, if you listen every week. Um, This defense is going to be better. This offense with Dak back and Zeke um, coming into the season fresh and healthy with Gallup and Cooper and C.D. Lamb all out there, uh, this offense is going to be scary good. And if anything, if it comes to a shootout, this is one of those teams that can actually compete with with Tampa Bay and, and match up. Uh, drive for drive here. Um, I just think that with the additions of Micah Parsons, we've already touched on, uh, I think you're seeing two of the best linebacker cores in football in this game, Um, one on each side of the ball. And I think that's going to be a lot of fun to see how that goes and what impact each one has. First game of the season, nine and a half points. That's a big spread. That's a big spread. We haven't seen any of this um, perform yet. Uh, The Buccaneers were seven and five before they caught Caught a nice little run, beating a couple bad teams towards the end of the regular season and getting a nice situational victory against Washington and a third-string quarterback who had to start a playoff game. Yeah. And then maybe a boneheaded decision in the Packers game, uh, which they played well to get to that spot, so I don't want to take anything away from there. Right. Um, But, you know, it's not like they were lambasting teams on their march to the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, and, and quite frankly, I'm a little concerned about, uh, you know, Whitehead is out for uh, Tampa, uh, so you lose a key member of their secondary yeah. uh, against a team that has a a tremendous passing attack when healthy. Yeah, they're nasty. Uh, uh, you know, as good as any in the NFL, and, and they're coming into the season healthy. Uh, those skill players are all ready to go, and I think that Dallas is going to get their points in this game, and I just don't see Tampa scoring 38 in this game, you know, I, I, I just... I don't really see that kind of game coming.
0: All right. So that's it for tonight. Um, next week, we'll recap our picks for this week. Another week of NFL and college picks for you. Also, we're going to talk a little UFC. Um, they're not really doing anything this week. Had a, a little bit of a you know lesser card in England last week, so we didn't touch on it. Uh, but they're back in the U.S. as they're ramping up for some more pay-per-views here in the next few. Um, so we'll be touching on those.
1: Yeah, it should be uh should be a fun week next week. We got the Ryder Cup right around the corner too. You know, yeah, how about
0: Patrick Reed being left off? Yeah.
1: It sounds like uh he was voted off the island by the other members of the team. Yeah. Not big fans. I want him on there though. I know, me too.
0: This is what he, this is the one one week a year you want to see this guy.
1: <laughs> yeah, no kidding. All right, guys. Uh looking forward to next week. Um, uh, hey, let's make some money this weekend. Make some money. All right, we'll catch you all later.